We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. DraftKings picks for the RSM Classic. Maybe we'll touch on the Euro Championship a little bit later in the show. Maybe some bets. If you check the time codes, you can find all of that out. This is the final Pat Mayo Experience covering a golf event. I mean, we'll cover for DraftKings at least. We'll cover the President's Cup a little bit. I have absolutely no interest in the Hero World Challenge, so I will not be covering that because that is a complete waste of time. It's like 14 people. That's that's not really a golf tournament. Maybe I'll make a bet on it because, you know, it's me. But I don't think I'm going to be playing the DraftKings slate for that one. That's a real tough one to squeak out. Or like the the QEB shootout or whatever that one is called. We're running out of events here for the season. But I will have some fun content up in December before the start of next year's golf season in Hawaii. So maybe we'll have me and Feinberg breaking down all the majors. We always do our 10 players to watch and maybe some other fun stuff. So stay tuned to the Pat Mayo Experience if you enjoy yourself some golf. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, easy ways to do so. One, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Give me your favorite guy from the top and favorite guy from like the mid-tier or bottom. Let's say beyond 70 to 1 that you think you can can win the RSM Classic. The other way to do so, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show. Boom, in the draw for 20 DK bucks. That easy. Ben Raza from awesomeo.com is joining me on the line. What's going on, man? Not much. Yeah, we're, uh, this is basically it. And then we get a little off season for golf, finally. It's nice. I enjoyed the off season. Like I'm thinking next year, although they probably won't allow me to do it, uh, just taking off the Asian swing and not covering it. So I, you know, I was producing content and and I I did play a bit, but I I did kind of a forced off season for myself. I played a lot less volume uh, and I actually really like it. It it was a nice kind of break, feel pretty fresh. And I'm excited for this week because we get shot tracker back, but uh, yeah, it's nice to have a little, 
a little break in between what is a really long season. Well, we get shot tracker just a little bit because there are two courses in play mm -hmm. at the RSM. It's only on one of them. So that, that's one way to look at it. But at least you get three rounds of shot tracker, which is always nice. Let's rewind a little bit. I had Rick on the show last week and he said two things to me and I chose to believe him on one. Uh, I had 18 players in my 20 lineup player pool. 17 of them made the cut. So it was a good week for me. Could have been an outstanding week for myself, but it just didn't break my way towards the end, especially on the Monday finish when English just couldn't come through. I didn't even wake up to watch it just knowing English wasn't going to come through for me. But he said two things. One, I wasn't going to use anyone from above $10,000, but he talked me into Big Vic. And I was like, all right, Big Vic it is. He ended up missing the cut. He tried to talk me into Brendan Todd, and I didn't listen to him. Ooh, yeah, that is not a good uh, coin toss right there. It was a weird, I mean... I didn't, truth be told, I didn't watch a ton. I was monitoring it. I, Russell Henley was important to me. And obviously we all saw what happened there. Never seen that before. So that was a new one. Yeah. So I'm still not even sure exactly what happened. I read the article on it, but he was giving away golf balls to the crowd and signing them. But I guess he gave away his in-play balls and kept one that wasn't in play in his bag. And then he used that for three consecutive holes. Cause I, I, at one point in the second round, I was like, Oh, Henley's making a run here. He's like minus seven, minus eight. And then I checked in later and I was like, Oh, he's, he's plus one. And he's missed the cut. I was like, I don't remember him going on a double bogey streak. What the hell happened here? And he just got assessed penalties after the round. Yeah, that'll get you. Uh, I wasn't worried about him of course. Cause like you said, he was cruising and that's the gist I got. He was giving away balls. He discovered a, a different ball. He doesn't know how it got in the bag. It, of course, it's Russell Henley. That just adds to the tilt. But what can you do? A, a really odd situation. Yeah, it might actually make him somewhat viable for this week if he's not too pissed off, though. No, it's so if you don't know what happened and you just look and you see, oh, you know, Henley missed a cut, hasn't been playing great might keep the ownership down and uh, this is a great fit for him. I, I definitely am going to go back to him. No doubt about it. And yeah, cause the TD green game is starting to like pop just a little bit. It's a seaside course, always a place where you want to target Russell Henley back on Bermuda, another spot where you want to take Russell Henley. He missed the cut at this event last year, but had three consecutive top tens before that. It's really hit him in the betting market too. He's 60 to one to win this event. Yeah, that's a little short. I mean, it speaks to, this isn't the most uh, high-powered field I've ever seen, you know, next to guys like Sabatini, Harmon in the betting market. So not the worst, but with the lack of firepower up top, you can kind of justify it. Well, it, it's the classic, like, here's who lives in this area open, because apparently all the golfers live in Sea Island. Yeah, that's the, this is the Sea Island Mafia or whatever they call it. Um, you know, and you got to take that for what, it, what it's, you're going to see a lot of guys that have, played the course a ton they live in the area and and sure that's definitely helpful but at the same time uh it's not as simple as a plug and play by any stretch now well, let's get into the courses then we have two for the rsm classic we have the sea island seaside course that is the host course three rounds will be taken at seaside it's a par 70 just over seven thousand yards seven thousand five yards bermuda greens and Yes, there is ShotLink at this. I actually won a bunch last year um, just being able to track guys that played round one at Seaside and then betting their three balls in the second day course uh, at the Plantation where there's just one round. It's a par 72. Bermuda Greens, no ShotLink, just under 7,100 yards. Uh, I think there's a, like 
two things. One, if you're playing Showdown, basically just take guys from Plantation where there's an extra two par fives that can allow you to score and generate fantasy points. So that's one way to look at it if you're still playing Showdown at this time of the year. Uh, I would assume if you are still playing DraftKings Showdown right now, the single round, that you're probably savvy to this. But hey, maybe some people aren't. So this is just a way you can get an advantage on the field. But Ben, do you think that you will stack courses or does that not matter to you? No, I definitely will stack courses. Uh, I don't, you know, it's very early. We'll see about weather, but I still like my guys playing together if I can control it. Um, I'm not going to do that on every team, but, uh, and I'll just echo. Yes, if you're playing showdown golf at this time of the year, you're probably pretty savvy, but there's still going to be enough people that won't do that. And that is 100% just, you should be playing plantation guys uh, for, for showdown in any format. I was just actually just pulling up the, if people don't know that we're glad handing because the DraftKings pricing again is not out. Uh, <laughs> I was I, I was hopeful. I knew going into the show today because we record on a Monday afternoon that maybe it would be up because the odds came out so quickly after the other tournament had ended because it was a Monday finish down in Mexico. But no DraftKings pricing as of yet. Hopefully we can. Hopefully it'll pop up at some point during the show. But we actually had a lot of success like two weeks ago trying to do this as we guessed the prices. So let's try to get into that. The corollary courses I see for this. I don't know if it's a necessary corollary, just based, I mean, the styles, the area, the green type, the type of courses that these are, they do correlate to Wyndham and um, Hilton Head the most, so the Heritage and the Wyndham, uh, Sedgefield is the course, but you also just see a lot of the same people play all three of these events that maybe that's what I'm seeing. So there's something to that, you know, when you have corollary field strength, uh, it's the same guys, and that can kind of bias you a bit, but you know, these short Colonial comes to mind, Valspar, uh, even Mayakoba to, to some extent, those short part 70s are, are what you need. Driving distance isn't pertinent. It helps to be down there, but you can get it done in other ways. So a total driving type of course, hit the greens, not a lot of bunkers, some water is really what I took from it. So we're going to do this by odds and we're going to try to guess the pricing. So the okay. top and odds are Webb Simpson at eight to one, then Horschel, Kucher, Howell, the defending champion, Kisner, who's won here before as well, Alex Noren, Harris English. Those are all the guys from eight to one to 28 to one. So the sub 30 to one range. I'd guess four or five of these guys are above 10,000. I would guess Webb probably, Webb might crack 11,000, but I don't know if he gets up that high. So before the show, we, we were talking, we didn't have pricing, and I jotted down just some dummy pricing. And I have based on nothing. I have web at 11 two. Uh, I think he'll be the only guy over 11 K I'm with you. Uh, I'd say four or five guys over 10 K. So of those very top end guys that we just mentioned, which one do you like? Cause I mean, Horschel's coming off a pretty good week in Mexico. He's had a nice run in Europe and Asia so far. He lost in a playoff to Mackenzie Hughes, like a six man playoff two years ago at this course. I could see him being the chalkiest of this bunch just because i mean kuchar had an amazing final round at mayakoba uh, including a hole in one but he's never he's performed well at this course before but has never really popped hal is the defending champion he had a nice weekend or at least a nice final round for him uh after just kind of like blowing it uh in, in the uh third round i, I get everything got pushed back a day so i want to say saturday i want to say saturday but it wasn't saturday it was actually sunday but both rounds were on sunday so just bear with me here do we just go back to Harris English again? Uh, so 
We're, all right, I know this. We're going to be playing this game throughout the show. Where do you think Harris English is priced? Ninety five hundred dollars would be my guess. Okay, I have ninety three. Yeah, uh, so mid nines. I'm with you. Still going to be very popular, but this guy. Now this is this will be interesting. This is where recent form and course history collide. Uh, has does not have a great track record here. You know, has played it many years in a row, and really, you know, a handful of missed cuts. A fifteenth back in 2012. Uh, that's about it. So. Can he continue this run at a place that he really hasn't had much success at? He just seems to be a completely different player at the moment. Yep. And it's funny, like just watching him because I had a substantial bet. Cash the each way, which is very, I'm very thankful for that, Mr. Harris English. That was very nice of you. However, if he misses the fairway, he's done. And this is an accuracy course. And he still hasn't figured, like, I believe he was even on the par fives last week, which is just unfathomable. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I mean, the guy is playing it out of out of his mind right now. It's just the price is going to continue to rise. The ownership is going to be there. He could be your second man in if you build very aggressively, or you could start with him in a very balanced build. So we'll see. Uh, but I expect him in the mid nines. I'm with you. Is do you think he would be your target from this range, or would you go to like? I hope Kisner always plays well here. What is with? I, I mean, I keep trying with Kisner. Uh, because he's going to these courses he hasn't had a ton of success at, hasn't been great, another pretty bad performance. Now he comes to a course that he absolutely loves. Um, so, yeah, I can I can definitely get on board with Kisner. Then you've got Scotty Scheffler, I think, will be in a similar price point, just a guy that I think we all know he's just churning out quality results uh, week in and week out. Yeah, we just know he can't putt, which is the difficult part of all of this. It'd be a problem. So when it comes to Scotty Scheffler, I'm just sorting it right now, uh, and everyone should become a member of Fantasy National. I mean, that's where I really got everything from. And I had a note, like I told you, in my custom modeling that I've done in RSM over the years. I hit Austin Cook here as a winner two years ago, and the modeling spit out Charles Howe as the number two option for myself last year. And I was like, that's stupid. I don't want to take Charles Howe. He's never, he never wins anything. Oh, no, I'm not going to bet Charles Howe. That's crazy talk at like 50 to one. And he, of course he ends up winning. So I have a little note, just like trust it at the top. Uh, and when I look at right now, uh, the overall rankings, I mean, of course, Scheffler is going to be spit out pretty highly, but I, I just, do you just keep spending like the, I assume he's like 9,100 bucks and he seems pretty safe. He's made every cut so far this year. That's the thing. He's just, I know that there's elements of kind of a putting competition here. You know, you, you hit these greens, you make whoever makes the most putts uh, may get it done. But man, he is just so consistent. I don't think the price is going to be ridiculous. And just looking at this field, you know, he's one of the better players there. So I feel pretty comfortable with him uh, as opposed to some of these other guys that maybe they have a string of form. But honestly, long term, I think Scheffler's the, the move, to be honest. Yeah, and just looking at it right now, I mean, like, he's going to lose strokes everywhere. But, hey, at least it's not Poa, where he is just abysmal, losing over a stroke around on the greens. Yeah, <laughs> at least on Bermuda, it's, like, less than half a stroke on the greens. But uh, when you sort by par-4 scoring from 400 to 450 yards, Scheffler rates out as best in the field, and that's where the strong majority of par-4s come from this week. Yeah. I mean, he's just, like I said, he's a player. Uh, he can handle different types of courses and the form is just so consistent, but I am just looking at, you know, the, the outrights Dylan Fratelli right there, just lurking 11th last week. Uh, any love for, for my favorite South African? He's your favorite South African. 
Well, no, that's that's a bold. Louis would be my favorite South African, but he's probably second. I mean, who else is there? Charles? Yeah, there's Charles. There's Grace. Big, big Ern. Ernie Els. No, I put Goosen ahead of Big Ern. There's Christian Holt. He's all right. I honestly, Xander Lombard would be in my top three or four to be. I mean, I I would say right now after Louis, EVR is definitely my favorite. No, I'm not an EVR guy. He he's he's probably with the second best player, but no, not a, him and Justin Harding. Not the biggest fan. Hey, EVR is like European tour Luke List though. Well, that's why you you like Luke List is uh, he likes this place, man. I, I am know. I am off the Luke List bandwagon. Luke can win without me. I will be happy for him. I'm going to support him in his future endeavors, but he will get no more of my money for the time being. It's the end of an era. I respect that though. Um. Yeah, I, I just, th- this is really where, and I think in most weeks, when you look at that lower 9K, high 8K range, you're going to have guys like, I think, for Telly Knox, um, maybe someone like Aaron Wise up there. Those are names that I, I'm going to look to attack. It's just more about lineup construction. How many can you get in? Well, does that mean to fade? Like, if we look back at last year's results, generally speaking, like the very high price number, people haven't played overly well here, but last year it was all of them. They all played well. I mean, in, in fields like this, I tend to build, I think most people do tend to build a little more balance just because I don't worry nearly as much about win equity when like you have Webb and Kucher up top as opposed to JT and Rory or something like that. So to me, I'm more incentivized to take the savings. Would you consider someone like Adam Hadwin, who's 35 to one? I'm going to guess he comes in at like $86, $8,700. We saw a pen out of course correlation for him get back into the mix last week after being, you know, he needs to really prove himself to get ready for the president's cup. You're going to play that narrative. Do you think Hadwin can fall in line with that? I mean, Hadwin, he hasn't really played much recently. Hasn't done much in his couple of appearances here. Uh, I do like the course for him though. You know, crafty guy can get hot with the greens. So if ownership dictates that he's a, a little against the grain, I don't mind it, but I still would have guys, even though it's probably not the best fit, Aaron Wise is someone that, you know, I, I just, I love his game. I know it's a lot with the driver and that may not be pertinent here, but I'll probably back him coming off the miscut. Uh, Brian Gay is 40 to one. He's had success here. He had a hole in one in the final round at Mayakoba as well to propel him up to, I believe it was a T23 finish at a course where he had previously won. This is an accuracy course. This is a putting course. Uh, that's something that you can target here a little bit. He just feels like he's going to be too expensive, though, is the issue. Correct. Um, I get it. This is the type of course that Brian Gay can excel at, and he has success at corollary courses, and, and that makes sense. Just with his game, he can get hot with the putter. He's an, He is an incredible putter. But I have trouble paying what I, I think we're going to have to see in terms of a price tag. I'll probably let other people chase that and, and go elsewhere. So from the top, if we're going to like project our $8,500 in up guys, like do, do we have one that we really like? Because I, I don't feel like I do. I mean, for me, Scotty Scheffler, I feel very comfortable with, uh, safe, reliable. And I'm going to back Dylan Fratelli. I, I really am. 11th last week, uh, starting to be more consistent. You know, he, he broke through with a win, but since then he's had some quality finishes. Um, the game, I say this a lot with him. I actually like that it's a little all over the place. You know, he's shown he can gain a ton with with the irons. He's a good driver of the ball. The putting comes and goes as it normally would. Uh, but to me, that's a that's a big range of outcomes. So with a nice price point on him, I, I feel pretty comfortable in tournament setting. 
So one of the most difficult things right now, if you're someone who is statistically inclined, is where we haven't had shot link in two months, that some of the stats are all out of the whack. But if you just kind of long-term adjust over the past 12 rounds of shot link data that players have actually done, I sorted by 50 rounds and it spit me out Rory Sabatini, which was not fun. Uh, But I I probably have to use him anyway because long-term adjusted, that does seem like it could be something for him. Do you know who number one is over the past 12 rounds for me? Is he like a normal person? No, it's Scott Harrington. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's not a normal person at all. Um, what? Yeah, that that can't be good. I'm not going to even pretend I projected his price, but I doubt it's up there. I, I It's probably like 6,800 bucks if I had to Yeah, guess. it's got to be cheap, right? So the top 10 overall over the past 12 rounds dating back to whatever the last time they played Jotlink courses were, Harrington, Tringali, Boo Weekly, Harris English, Lonto, Hubba Hubbard, Zing Zhu Zhang, Matt Jones, Adam Long, and Zach Johnson. I think someone like Zach Johnson, Ryan Armour, that type of player I think can kind of pop here. Zach Johnson has turned the corner a little bit. He was T23 last week, had a really nice first round, and then just almost in Danny Lee-esque fashion just did nothing the rest of the time. But it seems like his game is sort of rounding into form a little bit. Yeah, so ZJ, I was pretty disappointed at a couple spots, whether it be Houston, wherever he played. Um, it was not good, but last week did go a little to restoring that comes to a perfect course, two straight top tens here. Uh, he can get the, you know, the wedges, the short irons in his hand can make timely putts. Uh, and I don't think that people will, you know, this is a spot. It's not going to dictate a ton of ownership just based on the recent form. And like you said, we're flying blind with most of these guys via shot tracker and and strokes gain data, uh, in recent weeks. So I'm going to try to hopefully buy low on what could be an undervalued ZJ. So and then I guess the decision becomes almost along with Harris English. Do you just ride the form of Brendan Todd who gets another course that fits him really well? I mean, what's his nobody, price? What's his, what's guess Brendan Todd's price? 8,700. That seems low, right? It does. But then it's like, I say it seems low, but if he's 8,700, I don't feel like super inclined to play him. Um, and, but God, it's so tricky because last week he was minuscule owned. Um, nobody was on him and, and it, you know, I get it, but this is another great course for the way. And I mean, I think it's an understatement that he's playing well. So, uh, man, it's, it's a weird, weird situation. Brendan Todd 3P, you ever think you'd utter that on a show? No, no. So maybe he doesn't win this week, but at whatever his price comes in at, I think it'll be low enough that he doesn't even have to win. No, I mean, definitely he's going to have some room to get there. Uh, it's just a matter of what does the recent form do to that price? I, I still feel pretty comfortable saying that it's not going to be egregious by any stretch. And, you know, he's someone look at his course history. It's hard to glean much because this is a guy that clearly he's turned a a corner and, you know, he's not the player he was for a lot of these years. So overall, if you had to name some like guys that you think are going to come in at values, who do you think they would be? Because I I started looking at JT Poston, uh, my guy, the postman tried to rally for me in the final round. Couldn't quite get there, but, you know, after going like double, double, double to end his third round, he ended up shooting like six under in his final round. So that kind of balanced it out just a little bit, but he's missed three consecutive cuts at this course, but he's played, he won Wyndham this year. He played really well and had a top 10 at the Heritage last year as well. So maybe you can put 
put him on the radar. But for me, I really like Joel Damon. I bet him at 75 to one. Uh, he really came on on the weekend at the OHL. And I think this is a perfect course for him. Okay. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. You know, this is a guy, uh, he, he fell back after a, a stretch there. We almost broke through, but he's been playing well. Last week, he was good. Can get the irons crisp. I worry a little about he's another bad putter, of course, but, um, you know, Bermuda should should be a surface that he can respond to. What about Harry Higgs? Um, you know, he, he was great in Bermuda, middling results last week, but this is just someone I feel like who's perpetually under underpriced in my mind. He, he's turning out pretty consistent, uh, some made cuts. And when he gets through, he actually returns some valuable placement points. I don't really have any feelings about Harry Higgs, except for he looks like a guy I would want to party with if he ever missed a cut. He looks like a great time. He's 10th off. Like He's very good off the tee, but that's really about it. Also not a strong putter. The guy I was looking at was actually Bo Hogg, two consecutive top 20s. I bet you he's like 6,600. So he could be the candidate for like the relative to being that cheap chalk. Um, Because people, when you don't have strokes gained, Naturally, you lean more on recent form, uh, and this guy, he's got it. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's someone that I don't know a ton from. He's a Corn Ferry graduate, but he's playing pretty well. At I mean, another guy clearly had a big week last week, Adam Long. I mean, he's someone, his price, you could tell me you think he's going to be north of 8K or sub 7K and neither I wouldn't push back on either, honestly. Yeah, I was giving him a hard look. Even the stats like Adam Long a lot. Um, so I think you could potentially turn to him. I think a under-the-radar sleeper for this course, just because he's played so well here. Uh, his game fits, like, accuracy, good with irons, a pretty decent putter, always better on Bermuda. David Hearn is someone who's not going to be very expensive whatsoever. The issue is, we keep talking about these guys that are probably going to be underpriced in the 6K level that we don't mind. It's just, do I... I don't need to go down this low if I don't like any of the top guys. Maybe I, maybe I need to talk myself into like Billy Horschel. Well, that's what we, you know, it, it was a similar decision last week for me. I, I didn't love the guys at the top. And then, you know, you don't really need pure punts on your, if you're going to go balanced, but there's still ways to do that. You know, you can jam in like four guys in that second tier and, and then pay down with a couple spots and do it like that. There are ways to go like hybrid, um, but you're going to have, you're going to have value options just because these type of fields, there's so many guys that the difference between them being priced sub seven K and then, you know, high sevens is maybe a finish here or there of finding the weekend. Well, Ben, I have a surprise for you. Do you know what it is? I, I don't. DraftKings pricing has been released. <laughs> oh, all right. And I was, that's good. Cause I have some egregious takes and now i can judge how egregious they really are all right so very quickly we were off on some of these guys six guys above ten thousand. webb simpson eleven thousand six hundred billy horschel eleven thousand kuchar ten six howell ten four english ten thousand wow and kisner's nine oh kisner's nine eight hadwin nine six wise nine four norin nine three we were on on scheffler ninety two hundred brennan todd is ninety one zach johnson is nine thousand dollars didn't see that coming. Oh boy, this isn't great. Well, yeah, Brian Gazer, I thought for tell man, Henley got a boost too. I I thought they would keep him down. I actually kind of like that to be honest. What 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 did Henley? Uh, Henley's eighty five hundred. So the eight K range is Knox, Gay, Fratelli, Denny McCarthy, Henley, Poston, Garnett, Von Taylor, Jim Furyk, Lonto. 
Henley, I like. What about Von Taylor? I mean, I just Von Taylor is someone that I, I always have trouble getting to. And I know it's off base, clearly. Guy was a runner up last week. I just he always seems cash viable, but I, I feel like in tournaments, you know, in these when you're going minus twenty plus, it doesn't suit him, but he can putt, there's no doubt. And I just don't think I'm going to get there north of 8K, I'll be honest. Yeah, four straight cuts in a row for him. He missed the cut at RSM last year, but it was T8 the year before that. It's very interesting. What about, And also, like if we talk about he's a bit overpriced, I guess, is the issue, but Jim Furyk seems like he's a perfect fit for this course. So that's that was what I was about to say, too. If I had to, I would just play Jim Furyk over Vaughn Taylor. Kind of similar, but this is, you know, short irons, Jim Furyk putting. Sign me up um sabatini sub 8k hmm. yeah so like all of my favorite plays just exist in this upper seven thousand dollar range Common, yeah i like sabatini i like adam long your boy henry higg or harry higgs is 77 but i like armor i like kirk i like joel damon i like all five of those guys if i jam those guys in let's see here armor then you got streelman huh i would still have Enough to afford everyone besides Webb Simpson if I went with those five. So if I guess I like Billy Horschel, which, you know, I'm indifferent, really. Um, I could fit him in if I put those five guys in. You, could, I mean, I think builds... I have no data to say this, and this might just be a, a typical fish comment by me. I really think that people sometimes don't like to build with multiple guys at the same price point. Um, I do that sometimes consciously because I think it's a weird combination of taking, like, you know, if you like the plays, like three or four guys at like 7K on the dot. Uh, I feel like people build and scroll. And even with optimizers, sometimes that's not what you really get. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. What about someone like Robbie Shelton? He he made every putt on Sunday that I saw, which was all of them. <laughs> he's, I believe he's a Bama boy, is he not? I have no uh, idea. <laughs> I think he's from the South. So I know this is a Bama, but close. Close enough. Sixth, you know, he's been a little all over the map. Good way back in Greenbrier, then hit a rough stretch. He can score. Price is, in my opinion, pretty reasonable. I thought you were going to say, and I, I don't know, but Chesson Hadley? No. Pass. No. Pass. pass. Hard pass. Okay. He has bad hit. Yeah, I mean, the course history is not good. He's not really playing well. But, man, I uh, I always stop when I see his name. Well, you have Stewart down here at 74, Zhang at 7-3, C. Woo, Kim, who I'm definitely betting. I bet him at 90-1 to already. People always ask me, like, why do you keep going back to Siwoo Kim but not Luke List? I mean, Siwoo Kim had four top five finishes last year. He's paying his each way, and he's coming at deep odds. Like, if you told me he won this event by 78 strokes, you know, I wouldn't be super stunned. Yeah, he he actually went. Now, I played him last week, and it did not work, but uh, that's a guy that, even though lately I will say that Siwoo seems to have lost some of his craziness into making just like cuts and then doing nothing. So we'll see if that comes back. So I guess going down, Bo Hogg, like you mentioned, could be the chalky guy. He's $6,700. Harrington is $6,700. Ooh, I got well, a guy right there. At 67 68 You're not going to be happy with this. But Maverick last week driving accuracy was way up starting to make a couple cuts what do you what do you think i know i know you're not a fan of this i guess i could get behind it like if we're down here i want to see what hearn is that's my big question david hearn is seven thousand dollars 
So not as low as I thought he was going to be. I think I'd rather rather play Hearn than Mav, but you're going to get like Patrick Rogers truthers out there at $7,000 as well. Like I'd, I'd rather play McNeely than Patrick Rogers. Yeah, me too. And I, I used to be a Patrick Rogers truther, but that is not happening. Um, this, this field is horrible. It's really bad. I like, I'm looking at, I'm about to comment on Henrik Norlander. That's where I'm at in my life. Do you know who loves Henrik Norlander? Stats for some reason. That's how, believe me, I, I've seen his name towards the top of some of the things that I've looked at and kind of disturbing. I, I don't genuinely don't know if I've ever played him, which could be suspect. I was going to go to my guy, the Gim Reaper, but he's been awful so far. It, yeah. It, besides last year when Howell won, like being a seasoned veteran, you either see like veterans win or this is like a first win for like up and comers. Like even this was Kisner's first win. Uh, the two years previous, Austin Cook in his first start ended up winning. Mackenzie Hughes in his first start ended up winning. That was both graduating from the Corn Ferry Tour. So we I, might be time to give some look to some of these recent Corn Ferry grads, if nothing else, or just go to the top and take like old, consistent Matt Kuchar type of guys. Harry Higgs, put it on the board. You love Harry Higgs, huh? It really seems like, it does seem like a nice breakout spot for Damon, though. He's been so close mm. over the past few years that this could just be a breakout for him. No, I, I definitely see that line. Um, I know there's a guy that I, I usually, A, I usually don't play him. B, he's a Texas guy. Bo Hostler, 7,400, you know, very consistent lately. Not knocking on the door, but we know how he can putt when he gets going. Where is my guy at 41st, 24th, 13th, 29th. I just, I wish I had numbers behind it to figure out how he's doing this. I assume he just makes every putt because that's what he yeah. does, but I can kind of see it. This seems like it would be a decent venue for him. I missed the, yeah. cut, missed the cut at the Wyndham and missed the cut at the heritage. That's not inspiring. Missed the cut at <laughs> Valspar and missed the cut. at. that could had, be an issue. Has he ever played this one before RSM? Uh, he came 70th two years ago. Not great. Um, Not great. Yeah. All right. I have one really egregious name. Should I save that or are we just free flowing here? We're, we're, we're free flowing here now that the pricing is out. Okay. <laughs> I feel I feel shady even saying this. This is just a gut feel. I looked at the stats from last week. Didn't get much going with the putter. Tyler Duncan. T-Dunks? T-Dunks. I thought Tyler oh. Duncan was because I had a whole bunch of guys who fell back. I had Zhang. Howell and Stewart who fell back to minus one. Then I was just convinced the cut was going to be minus two. And Tyler Duncan was like four over on the first day and like ended up at like three under. I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to cost me. Like I saw him coming. He was like, oh, plus plus one, even minus one. He started making birdies and bunches. He can. So I'm not sure, you know, he's going to be very low owned. I will say that Tyler Duncan is a guy on showdown that I really see merit to. He can go low. He can get hot with the putter, and we've seen that before. So it's someone that I have an eye on, and I, I do think this is a pretty good course for him, even though you know the results have been middling at best. Your guy Bill Haas is in the field. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, times are tough. Times are tough for JJ Spawn too, um, who in theory this would be a great course for, but I am not even going to begin to chase that form. Would you chase Austin Cook, a first in 11th? He did miss the cut last week, but he actually had a nice performance in Houston before that. Austin Cook's a guy that I've, I've struggled with so far. Uh, you know, recently, I the game is a little all over the map. We know, I mean, he he's won here before, but 
I'm not sure how much I, I get to, to be honest. I think for me, he's getting a bump because he's won here in terms of his price and, and probably his ownership. Oh man. I'm just looking at the betting odds right now. Can I bet Rory Sabatini at 60 to one? Oh man. I, I mean, for me, I would rather bet. I'd rather bet Bo Hostler. I would not. I'd rather bet Sabatini. Okay. I mean, that's probably, I'd rather he, bet Dom than both hey, of them. I know you'd agree with that. Yeah. I, I've already bet Damon. I've already bet Siwoo. But I'm going to bet Henley. In on Hen- I'm, in, I'm not betting Higgs. 75 to 1. Yeah, he's. I, I'd rather bet guy that we haven't even mentioned. I have no idea what his price is. I'm definitely going to use him this week. Chris Kirk is $7,600. I'm going to bet and use Chris Kirk. 90 to 1, yeah. I mean... Why is he 90 I, to 1 here? I, I get that he took like six months off following his recovery, but he returned last week. He was T33. He's played really well at this course over the years. No, it's a great course for him. Um, and I, I was, yeah, I mean, I came in with zero expectations last week, as apparently he did. So I uh, don't know if he's apt to win, but I, I, I may use him in DraftKings. I'm now, now you have me looking at the betting. Robbie Shelton's 140 to one. That seems low, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maverick, 150. Now we're getting into the wheelhouse. What about that Joseph Bramlett guy? Remember he was the thing? Yeah, for about five minutes. Did he? I like... had him in that week. Where's your guy, James Naismith? I just saw him somewhere. It's actually James Neesmith, as I found out. That makes it a lot less interesting. It turns out he is not the inventor of basketball. Yeah, that's all he had going for him. Um, uh, he's two hundred and fifty to one. Uh, what should we get? Do, do we give Zingzu Zhang another chance? Uh I mean. He's starting to kind of regress a bit, but he is finding the weekend, week in and week out. But I'm probably going to pass, to be honest. The price has adjusted for the most part. And I really just have other other priorities uh, when I look at where he's at. Okay, you got to sell me on one of these $10,000 guys because I can fit anyone into my lineup based on the guys that I like. For I mean, for me, I know it's fairly obvious and... I agree he'll be the most popular, but Billy Ho checks most of the boxes. He's playing well. This is a good course for him uh, in the South, Bermuda. I'm going to go there when I go up top. I don't I don't like CH3. Webb and Kuchar I get, but I'm somewhat indifferent. And English at 10, that is a – I did not think he would be at 10. I'm pretty surprised, to be honest. I might bite the bullet and take Webb. Yeah, I mean – Webb is what we just haven't seen him much. Yeah, I know the, he's a, the, he, he played the Shriners. That was the last time we saw him. He was T seven before that. He was T 20, T 24, T 18, second, second. And we always say play Webb Simpson on Bermuda. And now we get him on Bermuda on a shorter course. Like this is set up perfectly for him. Oh, there's no doubt about any of that. I just, he's played once in the last 11 weeks, but now, but now that gets me like my mind g- moving in circles a little bit. That might just where he's so egregiously priced, like, I mean, not egregiously priced. He's just so expensive over $11,000. He hasn't played and people are going to want to jam in Todd and Scheffler and Hadwin and those types of guys or Fratelli, like you mentioned, maybe he just comes in with no ownership because we haven't seen well, that him. would, that would change things. Yeah. If he, he, maybe he get, you maybe you're right. Maybe you do get a discount of people wanting to double up. You know, I want to start Billy Ho or in English or in, like what you just mentioned. Some of those guys, and there'll be no room for Webb, then then I may gravitate a little towards him because 
you know, pricing to me is not going to be an issue. There's plenty of value out there in a tournament like this. So you will have options up top. All right. Before I, before we stop talking about the RSM and before I start like making bets, I can't take back. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which is not yeah gonna I'm be starting great. to get it. I'm, so, I just almost mentioned Tim Wilkinson. So we need to stop here. I mean, Tim Wilkinson hasn't been mentioned on the show since like the last time Davis was on. That's for good reason. I didn't, he's flat 6k. Uh, don't do that people. That, that's too much. I'm just running the fantasy national custom modeling report here. So if I look back top fives over the past eight rounds, Harrington Hubbard weekly Zhang and Martin Laird past 24 rounds, Zhang Lonto Webb Sabatini, Scott Harrington past 50 rounds, Sabatini Webb Scheffler, Harmon Tringali past 100 rounds, Webb Kucher Scheffler, Boo Weekly and Kyle Stanley would be the guys. Boo Weekly, huh? Yeah, I mean, ball striker extraordinaire, Boo Weekly. That's what I was. Yeah, he's made two cuts. He's made two cuts in a row. Twenty first and eighteenth is last two times out. He just don't you worry about him making enough putts. I mean, yes, yes, I do. It's hard. It's really hard with him now. At that price, what are you really asking? If he finds the weekend, he he's going to do his job. I I just there are some other guys in the in the high sixes where I feel a little more comfortable that if you get the best version of them, they could really make a, an impact. Yeah. All right. So the bets I put in for the RSM for the moment, probably going to keep it a bit light. Auto bet on Siwoo, 90 to 1. That's always where you want to be going with this. Chris Kirk, 90 to 1, all with the each way, by the way, to the top five. Russell Henley, 60. Joel Damon, 75 to 1. That might be my entire card this week. I might bet. I'm probably going to bet 17. I'm not going to lie to you. Sabs. No Bo, Bo Hogue. No, no, Bo Hog. He's not. Is it Hogue or Hog? I have no. Are you kidding? I'm the worst with that. He's 140 to one. So that's, that's why I mentioned it. Him and Shelton are down there and Maverick, buck 50. Who won the RBC Heritage this year? Was it Pan? Yes. One second. Over here. Kuchar, maybe. I, was it over Kuchar? I think Kuchar made a run late. I just want to look at the heritage leaderboard. Just sometimes a name pops up on one of these things. Like that's how I ended up like betting Joel Damon or not Joel Damon, JT Poston at Wyndham, just because I looked at the heritage leaderboard. And I was like, yeah, that's weird. That name is there. Poston, Streelman, Sam Burns, Michael Thompson, Seamus Power, Troy Merritt. Seamus. Yeah. Is Seamus yeah. in this field? Yeah, he's here. What's what's his price? 6,200? He's, he's he's made two cuts in a row he had the bermuda that's that is his speed um this is a pathetic tournament man it's re- it's really bad this is why we need a little off season some of these these events are pretty pretty dire well let's switch off of this let's briefly talk about like where all the good players are at okay i can do that yeah they're over in dubai it's in dubai right Sounds right. It's the Dubai thing. So yeah, they are. They're in Dubai. So Rory's four to one. Rom six and a half to one. Fleetwood uh, in his comeback win last week in South Africa. He's 16. Reed's 18. Rose is 18. Hatton's 18. He won two weeks ago. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Louis are both 20. Stenson, Casey, Weisberger, uh, Matthias Schwab uh, are all 30 to one and below. I was looking, I think Coley tweeted this out. That basically John Rom wins thirty five percent of his European <laughs> tour starts. Yeah, he's an actual unstoppable rebel force. 
Um, usually it's the Irish Open and it's not windy and he just shoots 30 under. But this is unlike what we just talked about. I would love to start throwing out crazy names here, but the firepower up top is just so immense. It's hard to imagine one of the big boys doesn't take this down. Uh, who's won this event in the past few years? I know Rom has won it before. Did Willett win this last year? I I would be lying if I said I knew. Yeah, Will um, Willett won last year. Rom won the year before. Fitz won the year before that. Then it was Rory, Stenson, Stenson, Rory. So one yeah. of the good guys is going to win. It seems that way. Um, All elite iron players, too. And then there's Schwab, my man, who can never win. Yeah, is he gonna? Is this gonna be his breakout? He wins the the European Tour. That would be really something, but probably not. What about Usti? The guy just never wins. I know. When was the I last know. time he actually won something that wasn't in South Africa? I'm I'm just very curious. St Andrews. It might actually be St. Andrews. In no, yeah, I, I was like joking, but I was only half kidding. He won somewhere in 2018, according to this. Yeah, he won the South African Open in 2018. He won before that in 2016. What was that win? He won the Perth International, which was in South Africa. Then he won again in 2014. Like, the guy just doesn't win. <laughs> well, th- no, I... I just, that's price is pretty. What in God's name is the Volvo Golf Champions? You won that I too. In, I think that's in Germany. In European that up, though. The Kingdom of Bahrain. Well, okay. Oh, oh sorry, but it was moved to South Africa in 2012. <laughs> so that, his last three wins all came in the past six years, and they were all in South Africa against like shit fields. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's a sunshine tour legend. Um, you know, I just, it, it's hard to back someone like Rory at four to one. That's so short. I, I would probably open it up to the back end of what I consider still an elite range. When you look at Usti Weisberger, 28 to one, that's pretty nice. What are Casey, uh, what are Casey's odds? 28 to one. I, I think that's in play. Like he hasn't played this event in like six years, but he's playing really well coming in. He won in Holland like two months ago. Yeah. Casey, I mean as you mentioned, irons pedigree, he's winning more of course in uh, recent times. So you could do worse than that. I, I just, after that, I would love to throw out like, I mean, I guess, I guess. So after Schwab, if you had to give one person at a longer price, do you see anyone worth taking maybe even a stab at where what's his price? Sergio at 50 to one. He's never finished worse than I think T 21 at this tournament in nine starts. Yeah, I was going to say maybe RCB at, at the same price. They just, they come in with such bad form. I know. It's them. Peters is there, but you never know what you're getting with him. Uh, leans on the driver. Can score like a banshee, but, you know. I mean, we haven't seen Tong win in a while. Could this be a Tong week? Never really played well tough, here. Yeah, it's such a tough field. And then after that, there's nobody hey andy sullivan back from falling in the shower oh yeah he cut his hand like i yeah i wake up and i have a pretty good team with just andy sullivan on it that's not how you get it done well i tried playing euro a few weeks ago and i used matthew southgate and he just didn't show up to the tournament for some reason (laughs) that's euro is i know it's tilting over here but euro is the wild west you have no idea what's going on guys just they withdraw. They don't show up. 
Uh, it is straight lawless over there. Can we get on our guy, Kurt Kurtiyama? I wish he was a little more. Forty-five to one. Um, he he is awesome, and he, he's playing fantastic. Him him in the juice, man. I I, I looked at ultimately probably not going to make any sort of wager for me. I think I would just bet Rom if I was going to play this. I mean, betting Rom is a pretty good strategy, no matter what you're talking about, because that guy is a monster. Like even you if think he was, wins a major this year, I no, I don't, because that's the answer to every one of these questions. If you if I think that you're going to win a major, you're not going to win a major. Okay, it's just I, I mean, mean I, there's only four. Brooks will probably win two. <laughs> and now, yeah, that's a fair point. No, I mean, I'm with you on that. This is a a long winded. I do think people underestimate that there's only four. Because if you ask people, like, how many majors is this guy going to end with? Oh, well, he's going to get at least three or four more. You say that about 30 guys. It's the next, uh, you know, it's ridiculous how, how fast it adds up. All right. Give me a core three for the RSM before we leave. A core three? Yeah. I'm now, Scheffler? I'm Scheffler. Fertelli. Fertelli. And Higgs. Higgs. I'm going to go, I'm going to say Webb. Now I've now talked myself into Webb. So Webb Simpson, Joel Damon, and oh god, I don't want to see Sabatini. Russell Henley. That's a good one. Yeah. Henley and Domin, I think, are great. And if, if I had to give a cheapie, it would be Maverick. Maverick, I'm gonna go with David Hearn as my cheap guy. Okay. Like it. All right. Ben Raza. It's been a fun year of golf. It's been a great year. Uh been a tilting year on the golf front, but you know what? That's part of it. And I'm excited over December to break into some of the results separate it from the process and see what we can find going into next year to try to be ahead of the game. Well, maybe that will be something that we can do even in December at some point, just even talk about tournament selection and stuff like that. And what you've noticed over the past few years. Absolutely. Uh, that's something that I, I recommend everybody do if you have the time before you get into the the new year, because you, you want to make sure that there's not leaks. And I know with me, I looked at my results this year, vastly different in terms of plus minus from the last couple years. And I plugged some leaks. And then I also thought I did some things the same and it just didn't get the same results sometimes. And, and that comes with the territory. So over December, we will definitely put out some content uh, that can really help everyone going into next year. All right. Check out Ben on Twitter at JazzRazDFS and over at AwesomeMo.com. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My cheat sheet will be available Tuesday evening on DKPlaybook.com. My bets will be released on the Facebooks at the PME on Wednesday afternoon. That'll do it for me. That's the golf season. Uh, it's, it's been a slog. I think we've done 38 of these shows for DraftKings. I mean, it's, it's, it never stops. And we'll have President's Cup coverage. We'll have a preview for the season. That will all be coming out in December. So stay tuned for that. Until then, enjoy some football, especially Wednesdays with me, Jeff, and Cust. It's always a good time. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.